Welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 pod, episode 162. Andy Olson, Brett Barron's here calling this one Turped Up as Illinois Loses. You like that one, Andy? You get a little smile there. I think that's the best one yet, to be honest with you. All right. Andy is in College Park, Maryland for us tonight. He was courtside to see Illinois lose to number 22, Maryland, 71 to 66. Looks like a uh, raucous environment at the Xfinity Center tonight, Andy. What's your first impression of the second Illinois loss of the season in the Big Ten opener as well? Brad Underwood still has not won at Maryland. Yeah, this is my second impression of the Xfinity Center because I was here last year uh, when this game was early, second weekend in January, I believe it was, and no one was there because Mark Turgeon was having a lot of things go wrong. The team was not good. (laughs) Everything was in disarray. And on top of that, the students weren't on campus. They're on winter break. So there may have been 4,000 people at that game. Tonight was the exact opposite. Uh, and I think I knew it was going to be big because I had seen online that, you know, tickets had sold out in the student section. Like the rest of the arena was looking like it was going to be pretty sold out and everything. Um, SVP was going to be there. So I'm like, okay, this, this is probably going to be a pretty good game. And that has to be, and I know I haven't been to a lot of the, I mean, I think this is half of the basketball stadiums in the big 10 that I've been to. This might be the best environment that I've seen in the Big Ten. Haven't gone to to half of them so far. It it was nuts, and you could tell that Maryland is a basketball school, and when they have a good program, those fans turn out, and it was a really good showing. And uh, I, I tweeted towards the end of the game that I didn't want this one to end because the actual game itself was a lot of fun too, and I think the the players were feeding into the uh, environment a little bit. Looked like it might go to overtime, Illinois, with a comeback to get it. To within one there, and then uh, Junior yeah. Young called game. Pretty, cr- I mean, you got to give him credit. Thought it was a great shot 100%. from the top of the key. He finishes yeah. with a game high, twenty four points. And Terrence Shannon Jr. went under the screen, Andy, and I went, "Uh oh, that's not good." <laughs> he hits the shot. Give him credit, but you know, Illinois certainly deserves some credit as well to fight back after you know a, a pretty fast start there. And then they go cold and just the game of runs yeah. that, that ends, you know, I don't know that like Brad was necessarily all that disappointed with the effort to get it back, but just a lot of mistakes in this game tonight. What'd you make though of, of the, just let's start with the finish and work backwards here of, of Jameer Young hitting that shot and, and then Illinois really having no answer with, with 14 seconds left down four. Yeah. Was it the shot before that where Jaden, Jaden Epps had a, wide open shot to wide give open. Illinois the lead. Yeah. Um, which, you know, and it, it is questionable why Epps was playing late where he hadn't really played for much of the game when Sky Clark it seemed like he had a better rhythm than this one. Uh, I will say I was told that Jade Nepps had about 25 friends and family in attendance in this one. Uh, he's from Northern Virginia. So super close to the Maryland area. Um, this is the first time that a lot of those people could see him play in a college game. Um, and, and to be honest, that probably had an effect on him picking up two fouls early in this one as well. Cause he was, he was pretty jazzed up. I think he made it two minutes before picking up two fouls. Uh, not great. Uh, especially when you got a lot of your family there. Um, but that shot was wide open and you want Jaden to take that every time. Uh, and I'd take no problem with that. Uh, and then on the other end, the way that 
Young was able to knock down that one with uh, not necessarily a man in his face, but it wasn't bad defense, I don't think. By you'd like to, him not to go into the screen, but um, you know, it it was the way that the crowd reacted to that one. The place just exploded, um, and it was it was the end that I think this game deserved. I think Illinois was more sloppy than Maryland's. Uh, they were playing from behind all game, which is fine. They did a lot to make the comeback, uh, especially late after Terrence Shannon got his head in eye injury, head injury. I forget what Brad Underwood had called it in the postgame press conference. Um, and to erase 12-point deficit in an environment like that certainly says something about the team. But that last sequence of plays, I think, is just something you toss up to. You know, a- any other day, it, it might have gone a different way because you, you like both of your odds in both of those scenarios, I think. Yeah, and I think you got to give credit to Young for making the shot. He's mm-hmm. been there before, Charlotte transfer that has played a lot of basketball. And and this team is good. Like, I don't think this is going to be a bad loss for Illinois. It's not like we look at it like if, you know, last year where, you know, you're leaving Maryland and going, hey, that's, that's probably not a, a good loss. Uh, I think Maryland's a lot more improved this season. Uh, you know, there was some good points in it, but I, I do think you mentioned the the point to me about just playing sloppy, you know, mm-hmm. turnovers continue to be an issue for this team. And, you know, when, when you give the ball over as, as much as they did tonight, you know, uh, and you foul as much 18 fouls and 12 turnovers, like it's just hard to win on the road with that kind of numbers. And when 12 turnovers is an improvement, like, I guess that's something to be said, but um, you know, I, I really wasn't that impressed, especially with the fouling. And and you mentioned with Jaden, he finishes with four fouls. Matthew Meyer has four as well. And mm-hmm. uh, it just completely took both of those guys out of the game. Um, did, did you have any sense that, like, the crowd got to Jaden or or maybe to Sky? Three turnovers for Sky tonight, uh, six points. You know, was was the atmosphere affecting the freshman in your eyes? In a way, but like not in a, how do I describe this the best? You know, when I imagined coming into this game, because it was a talking point of would the freshman be affected by playing in their first true road game? My, the way I imagined that would be that they like shrink almost in the moment. Whereas what actually happened was they, they seized the moment and, you know, charged to the moment head on. Uh, but at some points they did too much of that where, where sky tried to do too much because of that moment. Um, and, and to be fair, there were points where he did, he tried to do too much and then it worked out great. I, I would think about that moment in the first half and when it was going back and forth in the first, uh, before the first media timeout where it looked like this was going to be a hundred to a hundred game uh, where he got that and one where he he's driving the rim. And it's like that, kid does not look like he's nervous in front of a crowd like this um but there were then moments later where he tried to do the same thing and then would cause a, a mistake because of that uh and same goes for Jade Neps. um i don't know if i can swear on this podcast but the crowd was not being kind to Jaden or coleman with their coleman chance especially right i could hear it on the tv them screaming f you coleman yeah yeah and they were calling Jaden a-hole uh, a lot because and I have to imagine it goes back to the recruiting thing and for the first few times where he picked up the ball I heard that chance quite a bit um, so it's a new environment it's certainly had an effect on those freshmen 
Um, you know, Ty, I don't think scored a point today. Uh, he didn't get in much. Sincere didn't get in much either. Um, but ever, the, what the players talked about after the game was um, getting this kind of experience because they're going to have 19 more games like this, you know, nine on the road, 10 at home in the Big Ten. Um, so getting these types of types of jitters out of the way now is, I think, what they're focused on and not as much focusing on the disappointment of picking up that first loss. Yeah, Ty Rogers with nine minutes uh, did not score, like you mentioned. Jaden only had two points, 105 from the field. Uh, your other freshman, Sky, was six. He certainly played, you know, starters minutes at 31. And uh, yet did not see much of Sincere Harris tonight. Only five minutes, no points, no shots from him. So that that's your freshman roundup there. Uh, I, you know, Terrence Shannon Jr. played the part like I expected him to. 19 points, team high for the Illini. 16 from Coleman and, and 13 from Melendez. Was Coleman giving it back to the crowd? Like, was there interaction there? How did that start with Coleman? Yeah. I think there there was a point when he hit his first three, and I'm trying to remember, uh, maybe not trying to remember, but like trying to, still trying to figure out what happened there. Uh, he hit a three, and it almost looked like he was like talking a gun with his arm or something like that towards the crowd. It was weird. I didn't understand what he was doing, and maybe the crowd didn't understand what he was doing, but they were on him after that. And there were points in the second half when Illinois was coming towards the basket that I was sitting under where Coleman would make a bucket, and then he'd point at individual people in the crowd after he'd make the bucket. So certainly like not making any friends. And I I don't think that that was distracting him at all from the game. You know, Coleman's a third-year guy. Um, I, I think maybe he was just more playing into it a, a little bit and uh, having some fun with some of those guys. But uh, they were they were letting him have it in this one. And, you know, I can't pinpoint exactly what it was, but I think they saw him as a target and went after him hard. Well, I thought Coleman played pretty well, all things considered, uh, coming mm-hmm. off his triple-double. You know, he had a, a key hand in that second half when Illinois had it tied at 57 and they had it tied at 62, you know, got it to within one there several times. Never were able to get over that hump, though. Did you get the sense that had Illinois taken the lead there, there would have been a turning of the tide? Because that's kind of how I was viewing it from TV back at the station. It's like, yes, great for them to tie it, but just waiting them for, for them to take a lead. And I, I, I don't know. I felt like that would have made all the difference for Illinois if they could have just got a lead in that stretch. Yeah, I, I think that uh, there were a few key timeouts by Maryland and Kevin Willard um, that really stopped some of the momentum that uh, Illinois had going, uh, where, where it felt like, you know, if there was one more, pos- if they got one more possession, they would have taken the lead. Um, and would they have held it? I don't know, because it always felt like Maryland had an answer for Illinois in this one. Um I, I don't know if I got that same sense that they were just like one bucket away from, you know, they get the lead and then they go from there. Um, it, it just goes back to the sloppiness for me where it, it always felt like Maryland was the better team. And it, if Illinois had taken the lead, it, it would have been because of something that had gone, something that Maryland had done, you know, yeah. um, it, it's so hard to tell because they had gotten so close so many times um, and if Terrence doesn't get hurt, he kind of slowed down a little bit. 
towards the end of the second half. Um, it's hard to see like how the defense is playing each person individually when you're shooting through the viewfinder. Um, I think Maryland tried to take them away more towards down the stretch and, and try to force it in the hands of the freshman and Coleman uh, and Dane too. And, you know, Dane did pick it up a little bit. We haven't even mentioned him at this point. Um, was a little slow to start and then had a really good second half. Um, you know, it's just Maryland always had an answer. I don't know if Illinois could have kept the lead. Yeah, and I thought Dane played great. They kept feeding it to him in the second half, and, and he made a huge difference in that comeback. It was a 9-0 run for Illinois and 12-2 to get them tied at 57. And and Dane just seemed to be all over the court in that. And I want to give credit to Illinois for that because, you know, I felt like that, that Brad went to him and uh, and stayed with it. You know what I mean? And, mm. and Dane played a, a big part, you know, in that, only had four points um, in, in the second half, but, you know, was, was one of the most positive guys on the court, uh, five in the plus minus. And, uh, you know, he finished with eight points total, but it just felt like that they needed to continue to get the ball to Dane. And uh, he, he just continues to play well here, four or six from the field. His percentages are really, really impressive for what he does and what he's doing on the glass, four points, five rebounds. And, and uh, turnover is a little bit of an issue there, but, you know, I, I feel like they need to continue to find ways to get Dane involved. Is Illinois' starting lineup their best lineup? I don't know. I saw that somebody put that out on Twitter. I think it's a good question. Is it time to mess with that? I think so. I think he tr- – I as as good as Dane is coming off the bench, I really wonder what it would be like him in the starting lineup. And is going to Madison Square Garden to play number two Texas the time to mess with that? That's a good. I mean, so I could see the reasons for yes, and I could see the reasons for no. But I, what would it hurt? You're playing number two Texas. I think he'll stay with it for one more game. If you're going to probably with it, you know that's probably not the time. Uh, now's not the time, Bob. But you know. <laughs> It's it's worked by and large to this point. I mean, you know, you still beat UCLA in, in a neutral site and you played Virginia well. And, you know, I don't even know holistically. Like, if you give a grade to this game, what do you put it after Illinois? Probably, I think a B minus. I can't do C. I can, I, it's like not like that good of a B, but like it's a B, B minus, I would say. Because they did play well for large stretches and they were able to show that they can come back and erase that kind of deficit. Um, but there are still things to clean up for sure. Yeah. I would put it at a B minus. That's kind of what I was thinking yeah. as well in, in that for Illinois, because uh, like I said, I, I think there was a lot of positive things there. Um, you mm-hmm. know, there's also a lot more to clean up. You know? <laughs> and there's, there's a lot more to grow two it's like yeah not only is there things to clean up but like these freshmen are going to get games under their belt you know what i mean and the ceiling for this illinois team i think is hard to place at the moment because of that where it, no one knows what it could be right now because we just don't know there are unknown commodities on this team team who we think are really good but you know we'll see how much they learn this year yeah, I would agree with that as well. And for Illinois to still shoot 44% on the road, I think Brad's going to be really happy with that and take that. They were mm-hmm. 25% from three, shooting five of 20, and, and Maryland's makes nine threes. I mean, that's 
a big difference in, in the game there. And, you know, you kind of got to put this one in and compartmentalize it and say, okay, uh, I, I think they're going to be okay. Like, I don't, don't sound mm-hmm. any alarms necessarily after this one from, from what it is. And, you know, I, I think Brad overall uh, in the post game presser was, was okay with that as well. You know, um, not that he's okay with the loss, but just the the learning lesson and experiments. Uh, he has to know. He had to have known coming into this year that there were going to be games like this that are lessons for the team. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And he dropped like the the second youngest team in the country. Like I don't, he did, I don't know. Yeah, that, but second youngest Power Five team in the country. Okay, Power Five. Yeah, like that was kind of out of thin air from wherever. And maybe he's right. I don't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought that one was interesting. Um, I I did I I didn't know that. I it's the first time that I had heard that stat from him. Just kind of uh, an interesting way how he framed it and, and how he put it. But you know, credit to Kevin Willard, he's got it rolling there at Maryland, and and I think they're going to be a a solid middle to top half Big Ten Big Ten team uh, this year. All right, Andy, you're going to see Amani Hansberry on Saturday. Uh, That's right. Interesting to see. How Illinois gets another East Coast guy. We, you know, we mentioned Jaden Epps coming west to play at Illinois, and and I know Maryland wanted Amani Hansberry really bad, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. it should be interesting to see his game tomorrow. Yeah, and I have been in contact with their their coach. They're uh, they're not going far. They're just going to play play in Towson. Um, you know, I'm excited to catch up with him. I didn't see him at the game today. I was told that he was supposed to be there, um, and uh, I. I I did see Jaden Epps family there, all, all 25 family and friends that he had brought with him. Um, but I'll, I'll ask him tomorrow. Uh, I, I, I've been told that Brad Underwood and coaching staff are not going to be there. They just have too, too quick of a turn to get to Texas. They, they can't stay the extra day to go see Imani. Uh, but he's already signed, so I yeah. guess maybe they don't have to. Yeah, so Illinois flying home, uh, jetting home right now as we speak, recording here, approaching 1 o'clock Central Time. And uh, then they'll turn around Monday and, and get ready for Texas. Should be a fun one. I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we'll see if Tuesday's another learning experience as well, or maybe we're, maybe they learned enough in this game. Who's to say? Yeah, it should be another good uh, litmus test to see. And I think Texas yeah. is really, really good. Uh, they're going to present yeah. quite, quite a few challenges. And And look, if Illinois beats Texas on Tuesday, then this one's kind of forgotten in a sense oh 100 percent um you know and and that's going to be the last really true challenge here in the non-conference portion uh penn state in next saturday for illinois to to close out you know the free big 10 season whatever it called before we get to all big 10 games but um you know texas and uh is, is going to be a, a huge challenge for illinois so we'll see what uh, happens there on tuesday in madison square garden all right, Andy, that'll wrap it up here. Illinois falls 71-66, now drops to 6-2 and two on the season. We'll talk to you again Tuesday night after Illinois plays Texas, 6 o'clock start. That is in the Jimmy V Classic, a game that it will be nationally televised on ESPN. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time here on the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. <laughs>